Welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're here to wrap up the year, to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, the absolutely uh, embarrassing, if one has such a story to tell. We are going to shoot the shit about it all. My daughter, who I spoke to not too long ago, said that she wanted me to tell everyone hello and that I am single, meaning her mother, and ready to mingle. Fuck it right in the pussy! She's all about me shooting my shot with my new fake husband, Harry Lloyd. Uh, We got married some days ago. (laughs) And it was just a feeling. You know, sometimes feelings, they happen. And they're one-sided and, you know, you don't stalk the person all around the world. You simply just put those feelings out there in the universe and celebrate your one-sided relationship with the world. I, for one, am looking forward to 2023 2022 wasn't the worst, but it certainly was a bit of fluctuating period in which uh, a lot of things, I don't know, waned. (laughs) And while there were certainly events that were huge and still are impacting going into 2023, such as the, the Russian versus Ukrainian world war uh, now involving Belarus a lot of things that's going on in the Republic of the Congo a lot of big events happening in the world but then there's also what America's doing we lost that round but it's not over yet you get ready for the next one I feel like most of the year has been will they or won't they indict Donald Trump and we're sad to report there there was no perp walk there (laughs) there was no mugshot that we had all been wanting to frame over our mantles in front of the fireplace or turned into a dartboard anything of that variety I wanted to watch the the people some did take down their flags and shame some are going strong (laughs) but i wanted 2023 to wrap this shit up and while it certainly made some strides it did not end nearly as satisfactory as some of us that are still rooting for karma Biden continues to be the world's most ancient creature still walking around. What is up with the... Why We need to ratify some of these things that were put into effect in like 18 when, you know, slavery was still an acceptable part of this country's <laughs> economic, uh, economic backbone. I, I need some ratifications to some of the shit. We just keep on spinning our wheels and spinning our wheels and eventually... Hopefully, something will will become a little bit more uh, clarified as the years go on. But I, I, I don't have too much hope for that. Honestly, the next two years are probably going to continue to be, I think, in the way of the world. Just this odd place, like around 18, 1981 to 1983 or some shit. <laughs> you know, when things are settled but not really actually I mean I would say thing people have stepped away from the battle lines but it doesn't mean the war still isn't happening I feel like that is what's the consensus on a lot of fronts right now but all it takes is the the wrong amount of fuckery to get shit popping off once again And certainly the wrong type of leader at the top of that fuckery. Right now, we just got Sleepy Joe. And Sleepy Joe, say what you will about him. And I know I say quite a bit. 
<laughs> not particularly positive is a band-aid on a very gaping seeping wound and hopefully while while a smarter more politically savvy and you know opportunists jump in while the goodness is good under sleepy joe so that we can deal with the next round when it comes to us because it is it's it's coming it's coming based on the very prolific and uh steadfast part of the part of the society that continues to cling on to a regressive past instead of moving forward into a productive collaborative feature personally i think pence is coming right after sleepy joe i told my mama this the other day actually i think it was maybe the other week because i haven't spoken to her in like today's the first day i spoke to her in a, in a little while because <laughs> we got a little bit of a falling out but that's what's new what's new you know <laughs> there is a world in which I would love to fully close the door in the direction where my where my womb once was. But there's another part that simply is like this is my cross to bear, my tolerance, but I simply I do need to effectively draw some much harder lines in the sand. <laughs> but that is neither here nor there. I certainly think that's uh that's the trajectory that the that the country is going into because I honestly don't see a lot of there are a few good leaders out there but I don't think that they're going to be effective where they're at like Stacey Abrams uh well well a lot did end up winning in some of the races like the the uh I think it was Atlanta Georgia Speaking of, that actually leads to a topic I wanted to discuss uh, when I was thinking about things to look forward to in the future. It's not in 2023. I'm not going to be moving. However, I have made it very clear I will not be <laughs> retiring my life in Cleveland, Ohio. That certainly is not going to be that for my future, which is why I'm also very hesitant to buy a house here and while I was considering playing with that idea this coming year I have already demurred <laughs> like no I'll just find a place with a pool even though the rent is becoming extortionist around here the the property prices are are not that far off but there are 10 cities that black Americans are making mass exoduses from. And these 10 cities that is very much going to affect politics going into the future are Chicago, Los Angeles, Detroit, St. Louis, Cleveland, Jackson, Mississippi, Milwaukee, Baltimore, Newark, and New York, and Philly. Two of those, me and Mimi, residing currently, and you can see what is being left. Like you can see the the skyrocketing uh, price of, uh, and I think Mimi, though you live right outside of Chicago, not trying to put your business out there, but that might affect things a little bit more. But in the cities, you can tell. You can simply go down and see how the effect of the educated young ambitious black people leaving these cities is having an impact on uh on those places but here's the caveat and this is something Amia and another friend were talking about at one point which is it's not always about where you go it's who you who you got rolling with you so you can go and move to say Virginia and you move into a nice upper class or middle class house, but then you bring nothing but your hood rat friends. But I wanted to do hood rat stuff for my friend. Or family, most likely family. And you start to bring those problems to the same places. 
that you are at. And we had a debate about that because I think there's some truth to that. But I also think that if enough of the right kind of people start moving to places where that becomes rather the norm, like affluent. I mean, there's nothing to say that black affluent families can't do the exact same thing that, you know, white uh, families have done to dominate the suburbs, just make black suburbs and make it at a higher market value where those cannot move in those unless like you said, you bring your family with you. But I think the whole friends part, I I wasn't fully on board with that aspect of it. But I, I saw some point to that, to the argument. Now, the places that black people are moving to are Atlanta, Georgia. Houston, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Seattle, Washington, Las Vegas, Nevada, which actually shocked me, Orlando, Florida, Phoenix, Arizona, Columbus, Ohio, and Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, someone who goes through Columbus, Ohio quite often, and that was a place I considered living I think out of everything on the list, you might as well go there (laughs) because with Columbus, you have to deal with uh, the weather and every other place on this list seems to have pretty mild to decent weather all year long. And if you're going to migrate, you might as well get out of the fucking uh, weird ass Ohio weather belt that we have here. Because one minute it is negative one and the next it's literally 60 degrees. So out of all these places, Atlanta, Georgia caught my attention the most. I know I discussed in the past moving to Baltimore, Boston, but in researching, not that interesting. (laughs) While the, the most impressive thing about it is the low crime rate. Everything else about it feels very outdated. And if you're into that type of culture, it's great. But with the with the price of the housing market and even the rent, it's ridiculous. So you are paying to be safe, but it is for some pretty antiqu- antique antiquity. That might be the right word. Uh housing there that um, and then if you really want something modern it's fucking two three times higher than it would be in other cities so that would be a no-no for me I would love to move to England but I'm not putting my hopes up (laughs) that is going to be a place in which I will retire plus there as much as I love and my heart wants to say, I'd rather spend six months there and six months in the U.S. because the U.S. has its perks. They have free health care. We have AC. <laughs> we have more alternatives when it comes to food. They have less drama, <laughs> less uh, less gun violence. So I think that Atlanta is going to be it. Shy, me and Mimi is going to have to come and move and we're going to be neighbors (laughs) because we got to get the fuck up out of these, uh, the places where there's going to be a mass exodus and you know what happens then, then all of the poor white trash jump in there and then that would explain the Trump signs. Some of y'all is fat and ugly and unattractive, but that is okay. Just be who you are. If you are not poor white trash, you will not take any offense at that comment because it does explain a specific type of individual and they know who they are because they're usually typically getting food stamps from the government (laughs) or some type of assistance, but also is very, very heavily Republican and, uh... (laughs) (laughs) extremely racist but this change to the the demographic i think is uh one of those slow but steady migrational things that'll have an impact 
in the next 10 to 20 years, as you get people starting to grow up and you start uh, having the populist rates higher and higher, uh, the back populace in those areas, because it feels as if after, after um, the end of slavery, you had a lot of the black migration settle in these areas that are now being basically moved away from because the opportunities are no longer there. And now there's this huge part of the country that's kind of actually there's a huge part of the United States that's just underpopulated. Everyone tends to live all of the city citizens, the however million people, it's a shit ton of them that live in the United States are all congregated in very certain city epicenters. And that's it. A lot of the West is still very much untamed, unconquered, a rural, not a little, a whole lot of rural. And then you have the other issues going on with the tectonic plates <laughs> in California. And uh, then you get a little bit Southern of the border. You get the hurricanes uh, so there's a lot of reasons why these areas are populated the way they are, but black people have been, have not really been stuck, but have put, put their roots down in these places that now don't feel beneficial. And we're starting to get smarter about, at least the, the educated is starting to get smarter. Like I'm not about to stay here with these limited opportunities, not getting paid for what I'm worth, uh, with my education. And uh, when I can just go ahead and move a state over and especially with work from home, it makes it even more uh, affordable to do so because you can now go wherever you want to. I mean, I had a friend, he went to Colorado for a week and he was able to just take his computer and he worked in Colorado while he was technically on vacation, but he still did his job while he was there. So the opportunities that work from home bring and more companies embracing that and i just got a promotion yay <laughs> i like boarding jets i like morning sex but nothing in this world that i like more than checks money all i really want to see is the money i don't really need a d any though all a bad bitch need is up. i got pants in the coop busting out the roof i got pants in the coop touch me which made me very 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 happy because I, it, it finally gives me a bracket in which I can start accomplishing more things that I want to accomplish. And it's the exact job that I wanted to. It came when I least expected it, but I took a chance and I, I got what I wanted. And this is going to open up a lot of opportunities for me going into 2023 that I am super down for. I already have my 40th birthday party planned so that I can be <laughs> prepared for that moment when it's arrived, surrounded by opulence and all of the, the liquor <laughs> that one could need to to play out in a whole five days to play out one's midlife crisis at that moment in time uh, in Jamaica of course of course at the Hyatt Zalaria adults only section even though I heard all the restaurants are in the other side with the kids but that's fine that's fine that's fine um <laughs> I have my trip planned back to back to London England in June for 10 days I got to get down to Chicago this summer, uh, link up with Mimi, we're going to get shy down there, we're going to do something around that time, and then I have to take my daughter to the Great Wolf Lodge <laughs> for her birthday, she's so sad, she's like, I can't wait to go to London with you, actually, she doesn't want to go to London, she wants to go to Paris because she wants to go to Versailles. And I said, you know what? Next year, let's do it. Let's do it. So, uh, Shy, Mimi, grab your kid. <laughs> We're going to Versailles. <laughs> I know you've already been to Paris, uh, France though for a whole week. So you might not want to go back, but let me know. Cause Lord knows I do not just want to do a whole, I would love, I mean, 
Look, I won't be bothered by me and my daughter trip, but man, a sister gonna need a break. <laughs> Another adult. <laughs> um, yes. So a lot of things on the roster. I'm excited for shows that's going to be dropping this year. There's quite a few. There's Gen Gen 5, Gen V. I don't know what that is. The Last of Us is going to be coming out soon. Vikings Valhalla. Um, I don't have every single last <laughs> show coming out. But it should be a good year. It should be a really good year. Foundation 2 should drop this year, too, right? But I did put out a, a questionnaire because I thought if I'm going to ask these questions and answer them, I at least should give people the opportunity to join in if they want. And we did get a whopping four responses. Hell yeah, now we got business. I appreciate you all for your participation. And you have my love as the prize. <laughs> To discuss a little uh, things about 2022 that we want to highlight before going into 2023. So our first topic was favorite movies. We had four responses uh, in this order. Mimi Shy, Parthenia, and Derek from TV Podcast Industries. Definitely check out their podcasts. They do a lot more Marvel than I do. So if you're into Marvel, they're amazing. <laughs> but they also do, uh, they, they're doing a Witcher right now, which is amazing. And I can't wait to listen to it because <laughs> I need someone to discuss the show with. But unfortunately, they're like almost done and I got haven't even gotten to episode two yet so i get a chance to send feedback because they're so much faster on things than i am slow very slow going over shows sometimes <laughs> that is going to be something i'm going to try to rectify in 2023 is getting shows done quicker uh and not spreading them out so far in the calendar roster it's one of my resolutions but we are jumping ahead. We shouldn't be discussing that. But favorite movies. Mimi says The Woman King. She wanted to redact. But I don't think you should redact it just because I have feelings about the movie, which I suppose we're going to discuss in, uh, in a little bit some lingering thoughts <laughs> in the year and avatar 2 she said nope was pretty good also shy says the woman king i can't recall too many other movies this year so i guess that means they weren't favorites because they would have stood out to me fair enough fair enough a parthenia says bullet train and i'm drawing a blank a few moments later and Derek concurs, Wakanda Forever was his favorite for the year. So since we are on the topic at hand, let's go ahead and just do a brief overview of how I felt about Wakanda Forever. I didn't think it was a bad movie. If I had to give it a score, I would give it about an 8.8 .8 out of 10. I think my biggest issues were some of the cinematography. I thought the whole... The whole plot point of, oh, I keep forgetting her name every time. The, 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 the girl, the <laughs> I can't even remember her name. The Tony Stark girl, that was so silly because why kill the scientists when it was the government that stole her designs and they still have them? They can replicate it. Why do we need any of this imp impotence? in which to draw the story forward. And I feel Marvel's fingers in it more than I feel the director. I think he was given a story that was very cohesive after the hard task in which he then had to rewrite the script on top of that. And thus, I don't really like, that's the reason why it got taken down. But I almost want to give not him the slack for that more of Marvel for trying to force feed 
the next phase in their story, uh, in their, in their universe, then seeing if this actually made a whole bunch of sense to everything that was unfolding at hand. Like they had better, a better plot point with them, the government trying to steal from them. And then the more they're pushing back on Wakanda and then you have this other party coming in being like, oh, we got the same stuff. We're having the same problem and trying to push them into fighting against like, I feel like that's where the third movie, which is going to be dope, is going to go. And it was it, it felt more organic just leaving it like that. Like, oh, is it about protecting what we need to protect or our oath to these people who are clearly betray us? I think that there was plenty of a massage there and maybe that because of how close it was politically someone put in their opinion (laughs) this as definitely as i can say that this is all supposition on my part i could be absolutely and utterly incorrect but i certainly felt as if that whole part of the movie is when it started to it started to feel weighty to me and in the sense of where Avatar things moved quickly and I was engaged. I felt disengaged. I think the whole part of her taking the daughter away and then uh, her coming back and then taking away her position only for her to get it back half a second later. That was unnecessary. Uh, that was just a way to continue on having character arcs but the character arcs didn't stick i still don't understand how you just gonna keep the son's king uh, son's uh or the king's son away from every fucking body (laughs) i don't know about that decision uh you know (laughs) was that something i'm not even sure if angela bass's character knew and was about to tell Suri by the fire i liked what the best part of it was Siri and uh tanak's character i really liked the care chemistry there because it was like a younger generation seeing that the older generation has tried this peaceful route has tried this appeasing route and yet continuously continuously we get fucked over and so her going to the place that she didn't even think exists because she's a little bit of an atheist which my mom called me very derisively derisively um (laughs) that's the thing about religious people you could always i mean you could calmly listen to their idealisms and yet the minute you start speaking about what you believe they always have a tendency to mock what you're saying. Oh, you think we come from monkeys? That's not what I stated. I said apes. And uh, if you're not going to listen to me and you're just doing this just to, to mock me, why is it that I have to show restraint and be respectful? And yet you feel every single last time the religious ones that are supposed to be better than be the most judgmental ones of all. Hey, I have reached the age of reason and I welcome you to your own enlightenment. Why can't you ever draw that line of respect? It's so baffling to me. But back to to Wakanda, they did play with that between mother and daughter. You know, the mother having her, her own ideas about life and her daughter who is much different and and pushing against the the normal and the status quo she has different ideas than her seeing uh what's his name (laughs) y'all know what his name is seeing him killmonger i thought that was rather appropriate everything to do with shuri's story i liked a lot except for when her mama kept trying to tell her no and it's like jesus this is getting annoying (laughs) it was a lot of repetitive things going on that was noticeable to me and the the ending seemed to show that the son and and it was only shuri that saw i still don't understand that choice I would have thought that would be exactly what the people need. And I think that maybe she was a little selfish to keep that. Um, (laughs) 
And uh, let's just talk about her and her one woman mission. I love the character. I was not bought in the fact that she went down to this whole fucking civilization by her own lonesome self, found people, got them the fuck out of there. What kind of bullshit is this? But let me tell you something. I cried. I cried so hard. I finally processed the feelings that I had about that man dying. (laughs) And there were a lot of unprocessed feelings on the matter. So, uh, of course, I am referring to Chadwick Ballsman. So there's a lot of tears. I think they did a very well done memorial to the man. I think that he is always going to be the Black Panther. But I do think that they did a a really great job in transition, transitioning to Siri for what she needs to be but also opening the role to another young black man to fill it in time as the son of, and that would be fine in the further franchise and important for the audience as a whole, because I think the Black Panther symbol has become a very uplifting one. And so I really didn't enjoy the movie. There's nothing to be taken away from that, but I certainly uh, had an issue with the, the running time and some of the plot points. And some of the cinematography. <laughs> I still don't know how I feel about the wings on the feet. I just, um. Oh, shit, that failed. Bringing in the Mayan and early Mexico American culture in it as well. Chef's Kiss. I love the idea of them changing the history of Wakanda because they realized that, that this actually, that they weren't the first ones to make this uh, type of special ore. And totally being okay with that. Like, you know what? We didn't have the truth and now we need to print the truth. And that's important, I think, in our society currently. So moving on to favorite TV shows. Oh, what was my favorite movies this year? I have to say uh, Avatar 2. I was very surprised at how much I liked that movie. And Woman King. That was bomb ass. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it should have got way more praise than it did because everyone was acting their ass off in that movie. But for the most part, yeah, I didn't have a, I didn't watch a lot of things or particular movies. I'm just now really getting into watching movies on a more weekly or semi-weekly basis just because if it's more than an hour and a half, I'm usually <laughs> like, oh, this is so long. I don't know when this became the trend for me, but it has. So let's go on to favorite TV shows. Mimi says The Wheel of Time. This may have been the end of 2021, though. <laughs> Arcane, Moon Knight, Vikings, the original, and Valhalla. 1899 and interview with the vampire was my breakout star of the year though (laughs) i just love everything about (laughs) how you name those off for shy rick and morty abbott elementary and 911 for parthenia will of time moon knight upload severance c and riches and for Derek, we have Sandman. The Sandman. He just, he just said just the Sandman. He's like, I don't need to name more than one. Sandman. So very good choices all around. I am going to concur with Interview of the Vampire. I think that was a standout for me. I was not expecting it as well. And that script and that entire series, that was that was tight. That was tight. Uh, other shows, I'm going to say uh, Barry. No one watched that with me, but oh my God, that series is so good. <laughs> so very good. Very well balanced between dark and comedy. Very well directed. Very well written. Has some of the most likable, unlikable people that you will ever see. And that fourth season was just, ugh. Best season thus far. I'm also going to say Severance. Another another show that I didn't watch with my girls, but that was a breakout. 
Breakout, breakout, breakout. I can even name scenes. So with Interview of the Vampire, still my favorite scene is at the poker table when he's like, and do you think two pair is going to win the day? And he looks over and Sam Reed gives this look with his eyes. I, I It's just, uh, it's just one of the best things I've seen this year, as well as uh, in Severance when... When my mustache guy does his dance, <laughs> his disco dance, uh, during the uh, disco party. I think it was episode seven. But when Dylan lost his shit, everything about that was great. It was great. Um, any other show I want to mention? I'm, I'm not going to concur with Wheel of Time. Moon Knight, I will say yes, that was high up there. Uh, but certainly Arcane was higher. I just don't remember if it was 2022 or 2021. <laughs> so let's move on to Breakout Sexy, because we've done a lot of TV shows, but they all weren't the best. They all weren't terrible, but they all weren't the best. I'd say Rick and Morty's pretty up there too, as far as just batshit funny, crazy things that you will see on television. <laughs> All right. So for Breakout Sexy, Mimi says Jacob Anderson, because there was a four way split. Ashai says Tanakh Heredita, who played, um, do not ask me to recall things right now, because I don't actually. Not at all. He was in Wakanda forever. <laughs> I don't remember anybody's name. <laughs> Parthenia says Oscar Isaac, while Derek settles on Sam Reed. So I'm going to have to break this four-way tie with Harry Lloyd. <laughs> Y'all know that's my husband. Y'all know that's my husband. But can I say that Sam Reed and Jacob Anderson are a close second and they just come as a package for me. I told you, I can't choose between them. They are both absolutely delectable. Freaky. I can learn a lot from you. Gotta come teach me. Three favorite songs on your play playlist this year. Derek says the gold from Manchester Orchestra. Montero call me by your name Lil Nas X I belong in your arms by chairlift I don't know any of these tracks <laughs> it's because I listen to the same things on repeat so it's not about you it's about me Parthenia says Beyonce cuff it we don't talk about Bruno and Cardi B up while Shy <laughs> gives a typical Shy answer. I really didn't have any favorite songs this year because I barely listened to the radio. So I don't hear any of the new stuff that's out unless it plays in a movie or a TV show. That is very, very fair enough. And for Mimi, Enemy by Imagine Dragons, You Write by Doja Cat and The Weeknd, and Unholy by Sam Smith and Kim Petras. I'm with you, Shy. I do not listen to anything recent whatsoever <laughs> unless it is heard on a television show. So I uh, am just going to pick my favorite three. But it didn't have to be a song of this year. That's my caveat. So it is only the three songs on your playlist this year that you were playing over and over and over again. <laughs> so with that being said, uh, my my choices. Ooh, man, it's hard because I listen to a lot of music. But I, if I had to choose what I've been listening to on a repeat, one would say... Jailbreak by Imagine, no, Jailbreak by, oh, that's going, AWOL Nation. Let's see, um, Hugging and Kissing by, I actually don't know who sings this song. 
Not off the top of my head. I will never know who sings that song. Uh, but that is my jam by Big Black Delta. And let me look at my because all I need to do is look at how many songs because I play a lot, a lot on just YouTube <laughs> for absolutely no reason. Um, I would say my third is Insomnia by Omnax. IMAX. Those are probably the three I listen to the most. I'm sure I could probably name a million others because as I said, I kind of go on and on and I've been really into UB40. <laughs> They've made their way back into my life. Biggest what the fuck moment of the year. Mimi says Orange Face not being indicted for his part in the January 6th insurrection and being allowed to run again, run again in 2024. I can not help but concur with that as something in my list of things that I am really baffled by. Push your goddamn button. Push your goddamn also trevor noah leaving the daily show uh shy says the georgia senate race that was a tight thing for georgia really was <laughs> parthenia says the will smith slapping chris rock moment i think that is my what the fuck moment of the year was that this year lol alternate answer my stepdaughter having two babies in basically one year wow yeah that would certainly certainly be a what the fuck and last but certainly not least Derek says Russia invading Ukraine that definitely was a huge moment this year still continues to be like what the fuck and then you go into the history of Russia and you're not quite as surprised anymore New Year's resolutions, we do this every year to ourselves. Sometimes we stick to them, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we mean to stick to them. And then they fizzle away. Derek says spend more time with friends. It's a good one. It's a good one that you can easily live into, unlike weight loss. Be more active because getting old is hard enough. (laughs) Very accurate, very accurate. I want some muscle relaxers so bad. It's like muscle relaxers. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I just heard they're really good. So, (laughs) and that was what Parthenia said, by the way. Shy says, travel more, get healthier, have sex. Girl, ain't that it? And the words of my favorite character in Euphoria, you need to catch a dick. We need to catch some dicks and not the ones that try to jump into your Instagram and tell you a sad story about how you're a widow and your kid is in Germany and how you looking as good as you look at the gym and not every... I mean, the situation just doesn't, it doesn't seem right. And I listen to my spidey senses, all right? You just didn't roll, start scrolling past every Instagram in the world and settled here. Unless it was for a purpose that you thought you could exploit. (laughs) But the thing of it is, I don't even know why they try to go after black women. Because black women is not trying to give, we barely trying to give it to our fucking seeds, our money. Think we trying to give it to you? She. If it's not that, it's a green card. But then when they tell you weird shit like, yeah, I'm a deep sea marine. Dry, something that you ain't never going to be able to validate. <laughs> just, just walk away. Just walk away. If it feels too good to be true, it is. It simply is. You know your worth in all of it. There's nothing to do with your esteem. But you know when something shows up and it smells funny. It's usually some caca. So don't be fooled because they are trolling women and they like to do it for women that are older because they think for some reason 
being single at this age is a is a choice is not a choice really <laughs> that somehow you've just been left off on the spinster shelf and they really and society loves to make you think that way and it's like no no i just learned not to settle and unfortunately the field out there has a lot of fucking children in it and i don't need another child i don't need someone that wants to try to kiss all over me when i'm clearly giving you i'm ready to go to sleep vibes you know gotta deal with that shit men are selfish <laughs> you try to go to sleep and you try to keep kissing on me i'm like no 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 no. we done with what we did i'm clearly trying to go to sleep shut the fuck up get the fuck out my house if i'm crushing candy then i might want to have a conversation with you but otherwise know what it was and walk away but no i need to i i got problems with me i know what my issue is <laughs> <laughs> I am both uh very particular and yet um I'm contradictory. I'm very contradictory. Like I don't want to go on what's the one where you just swipe. I don't want to go on there. It's like a booty call. Like I, I want some effort into it, but at the same time, I want to decide when I want to decide if I actually want to date you more than just have sex with you but i don't want it to be like hey you don't have a conversation with me and we just have sex that's just not like i want somewhere in between <laughs> and i want i want someone that is capable of living life on their own and doesn't need me to prop them up all the damn time but when i want to cuddle i want to cuddle exactly i know i i have have problems have problems that i have to deal with i also have a lot of walls up okay i've become very cynical i'm a romantic but also cynical as hell so i'm very distrusting <laughs> but apparently all my girls did the same thing they're like uh we're distrusting by nature i'm like okay well i'm i'm in the right crowd that's for damn sure uh, did we go over everyone's New Year's resolutions? I do think we did. What is my New Year's resolution? I plan to drop at least another 10 pounds. I know that's atypical. I said the same thing. Oh, Mimi said the same thing because we didn't get to her. She says to start eating healthier choices of food and exercise, walk, jog, lift weights, and at least two to three times a week. Uh, most importantly to stop spending money unnecessarily. <laughs> the first one is the one we always tell ourselves and it's bullshit. We need to just throw it out the window and stop lying. We're going to do our best to reach our goals this year of weight loss. Whatever comes off will be a success. <laughs> We're not going to outline shit because that never works. It just doesn't. Uh, we are single black women with, uh, the weight of the world on our fucking shoulders. Okay. All right. We ain't got time to be doing two times a week. We don't have personal trainers. Okay. <laughs> we don't have the schedule that accommodates daycare where your kids take it. No, we don't have that life. That's celebrity life. And that's why they look the way they do it and power to them. But we don't have that life. We have the, I hope to God I can make it out to walk. <laughs> or jog even a little bit because my body is breaking down and does not want me to it is in deep protest as i even consider going on an exercise bike because you could buy the equipment but the equipment will sit there and get fucking dust all over it hello is it me you're looking for all of that to say i too would like to <laughs> <laughs> reach some health goals i i just i want to be able to look good on my 40th okay i want to be able to walk the beach half naked and let the the breeze blow through my body and i feel good about it and i i think i will because i'm already feeling good about and i i've only dropped like not even that much weight actually i've dropped a lot of weight I keep saying that much, but no, I've dropped about 15 pounds. So I think that uh, if I continue on this trajectory, I I will only be happier. 
But I certainly intend to have more experiences, whatever those experiences are, a new cuisine, a new book, uh, going to a new place, just trying something that I haven't tried before. If nothing else, then to, then to live because this life thing's very precious. All right, let's talk about what is the most important lesson you learned this year. Mimi says becoming a traveling nurse was literally the best career decision I've ever made. Smart, smart. Shy says make myself a priority. See, that's the biggest issue too. Like, am I really going to find someone that's going to love me better than myself? Because we're in a pretty good place in our relationship. <laughs> Parthenia says, uh, let shit go. Worry less. Stop procrastinating. All three. I think those are are pretty solid. Solid life lessons. So with Derek concluding, uh, good times and bad times don't last long. So enjoy, so enjoy the good times and don't let the bad drag you down too much. That is very great wisdom from the year. I think it's been bad and so bad that it's easy to get bogged down. But man, do we have so much more (laughs) to look forward to. And we need to stop festering and allowing ourselves to focus more on the bad than we do the good. It's very, it's a natural thing for humans to do, particularly if you're introverted at all. What is the best thing that happened? Derek said, seeing family home from the U.S. for the first time in years. Since I don't want to keep going back and forth, I'm going to go ahead and uh, finish out the responses. Uh, For that's just embarrassing, name that moment this year. Derek says, Elon Musk's Twitter takeover. (laughs) How do you describe this year in three to five keywords? Good TV, but otherwise shit show. Favorite podcast of mine this year, House of the Dragon, but also enjoying Interview with the Vampire. I would say those are my two favorite this year as well, because I felt like I had the most to talk about. What things would you like to see from Black Oak House this year in the new year? Just whatever you enjoy. Well, I enjoy what you enjoy. (laughs) I enjoy that you enjoy anything that I do. Thank you so much, Derek, for participating. Parthenia finishing up uh, as far as what is the best thing that happened. I survived a shitty accident and woke up every day this year. And while the latter certainly sounds horrible, the other is certainly a way to positively (laughs) take that in. She skipped the embarrassing moment. How do you describe this year in three to five words? Boring as hell. Favorite podcast of mine this year, Moon Knight. Thank you. What? I want to say thank you. Did <laughs> I get a fucking award? What would you like to see from me this year? Coming in the new year, you are already awesome. Oh, now that is sweet and worth saying thank you. Let's move on to, and once again, thank you for the participation, to Shy's remaining responses in regards to what is the best thing that happened. This year, I got promoted. My son graduated. Us all together doing the Flash podcast. So much fun and spending quality time with family. That's just embarrassing. Name that moment. She can't think of an embarrassing moment that happened this year. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. How do you describe this year in three to five keywords? Annoying, tiring, content, changes, possibilities. Favorite podcast of mine this year. Back to what I said earlier, the Flash podcast where we all got together. Loved it. 
And what things would you like to see from me in the next year as far as the podcast goes? I like that the calendar is back. I would say have us on again for another podcast, especially this being the Flash's final season. And that's how I met you all. Either season premiere or series finale podcast or both. I think that's a pretty good idea. I was certainly planning on doing that for the Flash and I was already tossing up the idea around November, but I decided to push it off to the new year to uh, definitely get some more collaborative podcasts going, not just with you guys, but I have a lot of podcast friends that uh, has graciously invited me onto their podcast. So getting them on to mine and discussing different shows or even movies would be really fun. Uh, a different chapter in the podcast history to expand it out further. So I like that you, despite clowning the calendar for days, like that is back. <laughs> Every time I bring the calendar, it's back? It's back because you you were secretly being like, oh, I'm so glad it's back. Let's finish up with Mimi. Thank you once again for your participation. With her, uh, what is the most important lesson i think we've already discussed that one actually what is the best thing that happened going to paris one international city checked off of my bucket list i agree on that one that's embarrassing name that moment this year mimi says i can't think of anything embarrassing right now but i'm sure i did something dumb probably many times in 2022 but i don't know right now but something funny happened recently my son is 5'1 so I'm only two inches taller than him. We were at Christmas dinner with Darren's family on the white side. And I told my child to stop growing because he's growing up too fast and it's making me sad. This fool says loud as fuck. Wow. So you want me to go through life being a short black man in America? <laughs> Darren was cracking up, but I was looking at Derek like, he gets on my damn nerves. Why is he like this? <laughs> he, he sounds like my daughter. <laughs> that was my daughter. The I was talking to her. She's like, you need to go find him and see where he's going to be at. And I'm not saying it's stalking, but it's how you show interest to let him know that you're single and ready to mingle. <laughs> she is psychotic. How do you describe this year? Three to five words. Shit went by fast. I can definitely see that. Favorite podcast of mine this year. I really enjoyed the Flash finale group discussion. It was so much fun discussing the show in real time and being able to talk back and forth with my favorite people. That will go down in history as my favorite Blacker Couch review of all time. So we're going to have to add to the that memorabilia there. So at least you can choose since... It's the only one that we did together. <laughs> what things would you like to see from Blacker Couch in the new year? Definitely more live group discussions. I see we have a second on that and a third. I know it's not always possible, but once every few months would be cool. I would also like for you to start sharing more of those random facts that you do during Jones Chronicles. They always shock me and or crack me up. I also feel smarter knowing some of these random facts, especially ones about human emotions or brains. That will definitely be coming in the new year as well. I am going to be consolidating. I won't be breaking it up into different two Jones Chronicles where I want to do where the one I do news facts and all that. I'm just going to it's going to be the just Jones Chronicles and it will be having the facts in there, a little bit of gossip and news all together, but it won't be broken up in that type of format. It'll just be pretty much how we're doing right now. Me just talking to you guys and uh, being very off hands with uh or laid back i should say with with uh sharing information as they do get screened through by me everyone should read or listen to sapiens okay uh it should be required reading in school i don't know why you guys got to uh, i am talking about the religious folks that don't want to want to uh, have the theory of evolution taught in schools because they're like, oh, that's against the Christian, but you can have yours in. That's so counterproductive. But yes, I will definitely be doing one with some facts coming out soon. There's also going to be Jones history continuing on. Uh, we're going to do part three and four of France. 
Uh, so that should be coming soon in the future. I was going to leave this podcast with some additional fun facts, but it is long enough as it is. So we're just going to go through a few things that to highlight uh, what my answers were. Thanks again for your participation as well, Mimi. As far as the most important lesson you learned this year, always stand in your truth, even if that means that you may lose some people along the way. <laughs> uh, what is the best thing that happened? Going to London, of course, that was a dream come true. Going to Stonehenge, being in Bath, the places I've just been imagining and reading about for so very long and being in the moment there, nothing is better than that that happened this year. <laughs> That's just embarrassing. Name that moment. I do probably have a whole bunch that are just not going to come to me. But I think one of the ones that really bothered me so bad because it was just embarrassing <laughs> for no reason is when I started running up the back steps of my mom's uh, porch and I missed one of the steps and down I went, but it happened in front of like all the kids in the neighborhood. <laughs> there was also me looking for uh I must have been looking for these keys for an hour and a half and the entire time they were in my purse. Uh, there, there's been a lot of embarrassing things. <laughs> oh, there, the one. Oh, that one's good. That one's good. Cause this is, uh, cause I wear a lot of tank tops. It, I just do. I like being relaxed. I like chilling and I don't like wearing bras a lot. So I, the tank tops is why they're usually tight. And so I was adjusting my camera in one of my team huddles <laughs> and I, I don't know, I blanked out. I was started adjusting, but I must've got distracted by something, but it didn't take long before I got a message that says, um, got milk. And it was one of my friends <laughs> that was telling me that the camera was, Zoomed in right on uh, Mrs. and Mrs. Uh, milkshake. So that was embarrassing. Very embarrassing. <laughs> There's been a lot of embarrassing things that have happened. I've slipped on ice. I've fallen quite a few times. I am I embarrass, I embarrass myself all the time on these podcasts. So... Just listen, and I'm sure you'll find all of the moments that you can imagine. How to describe this year in three to five words. Um, you all had some really good ones. <laughs> now I feel like mine are going to suck. Uh, age caught up. <laughs> that's uh, That's one. Uh, what was my favorite podcast this year? I think I did. It was Interview, certainly. I had a lot of fun with that. I had a lot of fun with Barry and Severance. And Rick and Morty is always a shit ton of fun to do. So, and House of the Dragon was pretty great. And I think I've already discussed mostly the things, the changes that I intend to implement this year. I was really thrown by the slap. I think the slap still is like one of the biggest what the fuck moments because of not only just the slap itself, but the commentary that occurred for about three months afterwards. That was very eye opening to some of the very real struggles we still have <laughs> in and outside of the African-American community. But I think that I am going to wrap up this podcast because, as stated earlier, it has gone on for quite a while. R.I.P. to Barbara Walter. She lived a very long, uh, well-lived life, but she seems to be one of the last big celebrity name deaths of the year. So I thought I would give a 
And RIP to her as well as Christy Alley. I look forward to more podcasts in the future. You want to send Black or Couch for any of the shows that we are doing, blackercouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below if you want to tell me what your responses are to the survey questions. I will definitely look forward to reading those. Until next time, peace, hair grease, black or magic. There they go, back in stadiums, the shady spitzes flow Nuts they go, macadamia and they go so ballistic, whoa He can make them look like bozos, he's wondering if he should spit this slow Fuck no, go for broke, his cup just run up over, oh no He ain't had him a bust like this since the last time that he overdosed They've been waiting patiently for Pinocchio to poke his nose Back into the game and they know rap will never be the same as before